So I have, I have to ask, if it is a sign of God's love that he knows the number of hairs on our head, does, he mean, does that mean he's loving some of us less and less these days? I asked that to Deacon Ken, he was a little offended this morning. He's got a few years on me, and I'm, I'm probably going to look like him in, in a few years, too. So, as we gather this morning, we have uh, these readings, and hopefully they're readings that give us a sense of comfort and peace in these days. We see our world continue to be divided. Uh, I'm not as convinced that it is as divided as our media would tell us, but we see um, terror and anger on every side. We see a world that is definitely in need of God, a world that has forgotten God, and uh, with the tearing down of many statues, some that do not make sense, uh, if it is a racial issue, uh, do not make sense at all uh, to tear down certain statues or deface certain statues, those continue to be. A nation, I, I keep thinking to myself, a nation that erases its history will soon be a nation without a future. And yet, we hear in this gospel passage, Jesus telling us, fear no one. And time and again, he tells us, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Here, he tells us the only one thing we have to be afraid of is the one who can both kill body and soul. Of course, that's God. But it's not a fear that should cripple us, but rather a fear that should motivate us, saying, I love God so much that I choose not to offend him. It's that same kind of understanding that Jeremiah has in today's first reading, as he's witnessing the people that are watching every step, looking for a trap. If you read the story of Jeremiah, you realize that they had their chance, they threw him in a pit, because he was announcing what the Lord was about to do, and it was not good news for Jerusalem. It was good news in the long run, but it was not good news for the immediate moment. And so they stood against him, and they started to plot against him, and they attempted to kill him until they realized that perhaps he was right. And Jeremiah was not terrified. He recognized that fear, but he called to mind three things. Three things that our gospel really calls us to remember, too. First, he called to mind that God was protecting him. God is a great protector. And sometimes it doesn't come in the form that we think it's going to come, but it does come. And God provides for him in the midst of that entrapment down that, in that cistern. He prayed knowing that God was going to provide for him. And as well, today we hear how God tests his people and uh, being the, uh, like in alliteration as I do, he proves them. Proven not, not in the mathematical sense of trying to prove your work, but rather prove in the uh, sense of smelting metal. If you want to prove gold, if you want to make it pure, what you do is you heat it up to its boiling point. Everything that has a lower boiling point sinks to the bottom because it hasn't, isn't liquid yet. 
and everything that is higher has a has a, a lower everything that has a higher boiling point sinks to the bottom everything with a lower boiling point boils off and so what you have in the middle is that pure gold that's what it means to prove and god does that sometimes he allows terrible things to happen in order to test us in order to prove us in order to make us pure that we could follow him without reserve that we could follow him without being afraid knowing that he does provide and does protect and maybe these last months have been a church a chance for the church to be proved to be purified to show that we rely on the lord we have terror on every side I was joking this morning that I'm waiting for the roving band of killer koalas. I mean, everything that can happen, happens, doesn't it? Not really. You do have to laugh about some of this. But God the Father is still Father. He's still protecting us. He's still providing for us. He's still proving us, if we allow him to. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that this weekend as we honor fathers, isn't that those three steps that a father is supposed to do for his children? He's supposed to protect, provide, and prove. And the more I look at the world, we can point to the coronavirus, we can point to the uh, uh, racial matters, we can point to uh, the, the right versus left, we can point to all sorts of political divides, we can point to all sorts of things. But I think the number one scourge that we have as a nation especially comes down to one thing. It cuts across all races, it cuts across all languages, it cuts across east and west, north and south, right and left, and that's fatherlessness. And it isn't always a physical fatherlessness. All you have to do is look at the media. Uh, I'm not talking the news media, but media itself, movies, TV shows. We see a dearth of real fathers there, don't we? We have either the father as the domineering, demanding dictator, or the father who is an oaf, Good example of that, I won't say the name, but he goes around saying don't all the time. Or we have no idea what a father is, and so the father is absent. It's very rare these days that we have a father depicted in the media as a strong father, as, an, as what, what God the Father demands of fathers. And God the Father demands the same thing that he gives us as Father. As already said, all the failures of fathers, I'm convinced, come down to a failure of one of those three areas to protect, to provide, and to prove. How do we see this? Fathers who do not protect their children from the evils of the world. Fathers who do not protect their children from abuse, and I'm not blaming abuse on lack of fathers at all, but, uh, but fathers who do not protect from the ravages of this war, this world. 
or fathers who fail to provide basic care. In cases of divorce, time and again, fathers who fail to provide childcare because they don't want their ex-wife to get anything or whatever it is, whatever reason. But I think the number one comes down to prove. There's statistics that show that, as we know, fathers and mothers have a different relationship with their children. Mothers tend to be very caring, very relational, kind touches. Meanwhile, fathers tend to throw their children up in the air and catch them, to wrestle with them. And especially as boys get older, they need to wrestle with their fathers to test their their own strength. That's what it means to prove. We know a father is a good father in that area of prove when a father can tell his son or his daughter, you're going to do great things. When a father can tell the, the son or daughter, that you have what it takes. That's what God the Father does to each of us, and that's what our fathers should be doing for their children. This weekend, I call to mind the great men in my own life, the men that mentored me and helped me, the men that were like fathers to me. Top, of course, would be my own grandfather, my mom's mother, a good, holy man who time and again poured himself in love on all his grandchildren. Or the fathers that I've experienced in in parishes, seeing them love their children. I said two weeks ago on the Feast of the Holy Trinity that we should not judge God by our fathers, but rather our fathers by God. And that's exactly what we should be doing. Fathers, imitate God the Father. Yesterday, we celebrated the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which reminds us that Mary has a mother's heart for all of us. On on Friday, we celebrated the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which reminds us that God, Jesus Christ, became flesh and loves us. Today, on this Father's Day, perhaps we can ask St. Joseph for his intercession, that we would understand how St. Joseph provided, protected, and proved Jesus. He helped, according to our pious stories, establish Jesus in carpentry, proving that he had what it took. And though he was God, Jesus needed that earthly father, that foster father of Joseph, to help him. Let us ask God to help us to help all men to be fathers, whether they're biological fathers or stepfathers, foster fathers, or father figures. Let us ask the Blessed Mother to intercede for all of our mothers, again, mother figures included. Let us all ask the Sacred Heart to be with us, to help us to be children of a loving God and Father.